1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com recommend today. The game is over, but we're just getting started. So this is the thanks I get for working overtime. Overtime! Welcome to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles.
2: 95-7, the game. All right, ball game over in Santa Clara. The 49ers win number eight in a row. They beat the Washington Commanders 37 to 20 in a game that didn't go exactly how I expected it to go. I thought it would be lower scoring.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The Niners almost hit the over by themselves. <laughs> it was <laughs> 37 and a half was the over under. They scored 37 yeah. alone, but. I want to start with a very specific play at the end of this game. And a very Merry Christmas Eve to everybody out there listening. We will get the YouTube and Twitch streams up shortly. But there was a play at the end of this game that really stuck out. Because as it was going, you and I were talking during the game like, yeah, they're just kind of they're w- managing this game mm-hmm. well. They never never really felt like it was in jeopardy. Right. They were just kind of cruising along. But at the end of the game, the 49ers have a 4th and 3 at Washington's eleven. And it looks like they're going to be able to take it right down inside of three minutes. And they're in a spot to kick a field goal to go up 13, which makes Washington score two touchdowns to win it. Right. And at fourth and three, Kyle Shanahan opts to go for it from Washington's 11. He puts the ball in his quarterback's hands, his rookie quarterback's hands in that spot who... Throws to George Kittle, completes it for 10 yards. Niners get it at the one, one play to, later. They punch it in and it puts them up by 17, 37 to 20. That was the final. Mm-hmm. And it just put it out of reach. Like, hey, 17 points. They need three scores now. They can't get a weird long touchdown onside kick. And that's so telling to me mm-hmm. because the 49ers made an aggressive play call in a big spot. And I feel like so many of the issues with Shanahan have come down to. He's super conservative in those big spots.
3: Yeah. And again, it's, it's part of it is the fact that they went for it. The other part of it is the fact that they threw the football in that position yeah. in the middle of the field. Right. So I think it says a lot about Kyle Shanahan and, and more so it says a lot about how he feels about Brock Purdy. He trusts him to make the same, to make the right decisions. He trusts his, his intelligence and his IQ when it comes to football and when it comes to this offense, You said it, Kyle, and not to take it there, but you said it as well when we were watching the game. You didn't really ever see that happen with any of the other QBs that we've seen with Kyle Shanahan. So it says a lot about how he feels about Brock Purdy right now. Another game where... He got high scoring. You know, the beginning of the second half was a completely different monster than, than the first half. We're thinking, what is going on here? I mean, Brock Purdy, 234 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. You had the Ray-Ray McLeod. We, we talked last week about the jet sweeps. We wanted to see more of them. Ray-Ray yeah, Ray McLeod takes it to the house, takes it to the hizzy. What I really liked about this game, even though Christian McCaffrey still had 15 carries, right, It wasn't a Christian McCaffrey heavy game. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a game that everybody needed. Before, there was a lot of, you know, Christian McCaffrey's just going to take us to the promised land. And we're thinking, man, you know, Christian McCaffrey had 26 carries last week uh, against Seattle. Or on on that Thursday against Seattle. So, to go from 26 to 15, that says a lot about the Niners. And look, TDP, Davis Price, we haven't seen a lot of them. You had some issues. Jordan Mason goes down with the hamstring injury. You're thinking, all right, here comes a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. And TDP had nine carries, nine carries for 30 yards. And no, was he a super balling? No, but he was enough to spell, you know, spell Christian McCaffrey and keep the and keep the defense off balance. So I think that was great to see from the Niners. Again, another well-rounded win. Nick Bosa going off, doing his shrug. We talked about the celebration. Can we get, can we get on the 95.7 The Game Shop? Can we
2: get some shrug shirts going? Just a silhouette of a shrug. Bro, are you doing a bit? Are you trying to lead me into plugging the shop? 95.7 <laughs> The Game Shop dot com right now. Mm-hmm. There's DPO and in place of the Y, we have a silhouette of a player wearing number 97 shrugging. There you go. That's and
3: it. Yeah, whoever that player may be. Whoever use, that, use, no, use your imagination. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Use your imagination. No names. No names. But another great win <laughs> for, for the Niners, and I know a little later in the show we'll get into what this means. Obviously, the Vikings win. The Cowboys and, the Cowboys and Eagles are in a scrap right now. I'm not sure who's coming out with that. Last I saw, there was a fumble, a late-game fumble. So there's some decisions to make. But going back to just this specific game, another great all-around win. For the Niners. And how about this? We keep talking about this. The re-emergence of George Kittle. Man. We talked about it last week. We talked about it the week before. I don't know what it is in this new version or, or this Brock Purdy version of the Kyle Shanahan offense. but Or did defense forget that, that – sometimes we forget that George Kittle can catch a football because all he does is block. But he is back. And if you have to start to account for him more in the playoffs – Again, it just opens everything up. And now you have Ayuk, and now you have more time for Ayuk and his ridiculous you know, moves that he can do and the routes that he runs. So they're rolling on all cylinders. We talked about maybe we would see some type of adversity for Brock Purdy to get through. We saw some of that with the interception, and mm-hmm. all's well that ends well.
2: Last week, George Kittle, I'm glad you brought him up. Four catches, 93 yards, two touchdowns. This week, six catches, 120 yards, two mm. touchdowns. I think part of it is Kittle is so hard for the players that are going to wind up covering him. Mm -hmm. Really hard to cover for like a long period of time. And Purdy's so good at buying time in the pocket. Not necessarily the mobility outside the pocket, but standing in, hitching up, just buying that little extra half second. And that's where Kittle can get in behind a linebacker and in front Mm -hmm. of a safety. And, the The touchdown today, the touchdown uh, against Seattle, the one where he had to run after the catch, right. that's Purdy rolling out, finding him down the field. I, I'm, I think that that Kittle is going to be a weapon that Purdy's going to lean on a lot when, when throws aren't there to to. He's not forcing throws in mm-hmm. like we'd see Jimmy Garoppolo really try and force throws into tight windows. Well, I think one of Purdy's strengths is the fact that he knows what he's not great at. And he doesn't have that ultra quick release like Garoppolo. It's fine. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But Garoppolo has like an inhuman release, and he doesn't have a ton of arm strength. That's what he needs. That right? right? You right. can't. You can't. You can't have a long motion and not have an arm. <laughs> that, 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 that's right. not gonna fly. Right. right. So when he gets outside the pocket and buys time, it allows their super athletic pass catchers to go find space mm-hmm. and. I don't think Kittle's going to start going for hundred yards and a couple touchdowns every game. FYI, mm-hmm. he could theoretically, but I just think that this is a that this is a this is a product of a Purdy being very smart with the football, but B, like on the Kittle touchdown, all eyes were on McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. Right. The there were two players that could have been running with Kittle up the seam, and instead they're looking at number twenty-three. And I think there's some of that, too. You mentioned Ayuk. Ayuk's just open all the time. That's a guy you have to account for with multiple players because if you try and cover him with one guy, we saw it. You're getting cooked. 54 yards up the sidelines. So I think that's where the Niners are kind of looking and going, man, Kittle's just open a lot.
3: Do you think that that part of Kittle being open is the fact that due to Brock Purdy, and I call him slippery, right? I think he's slippery in the pocket, hard to – when it looks like he should get down, he's just not getting down. You can't hold on to him. Do you think that because of that Kyle Shanahan now knows, okay, I can use George Kittle more in the passing game because we don't need that extra blocker? Because even if somebody, you know, somebody gets beat somewhere, I trust Brock can maybe buy some time versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who if somebody gets back there, Jimmy's probably going down.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a little bit. It's not like Kittle was in there blocking a ton, Mm -hmm. but he's running routes like down the field. I went and actually looked at this. Right. I don't usually do the like grind the all 22, but there was so much talk about what's Kittle doing? Why isn't he getting the ball? Well, you're talking about when Jimmy was playing. Yeah, yeah. This is back when Jimmy was playing. Yeah. And there were so many routes where it's like, this isn't meant to get. The ball to him. Mm-hmm. It was Kittle coming off the line and immediately beelining for the sideline because they're trying to take a defender over there. Right. And now I think they are. A. Purdy's not just getting getting rid of the ball as quickly, mm-hmm. and so routes are coming open. But B. I think there's more of a like, hey, there's an opportunity with Christian McCaffrey here and with Brandon Ayuk, and which one to get Kittle open the mm-hmm. way they used to before teams had really gotten gotten onto the fact that he was going to torch them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And again. Like you said, having to account for having to account for McCaffrey—that's pulling somebody else in. It's the gravity. We've seen mm-hmm. it with Steph Curry. You, you see it in almost every sport. And Chris McCaffrey, we can put him in that category of having that gravity where teams circle him. And there's only so many people, so many so many players you can circle during a game. And right. you're always going to circle. You're going to circle Chris McCaffrey, maybe one other person. Washington. They just didn't have enough juice. We knew they probably wouldn't. They actually showed more offensive prowess than I than I think any of us expected us yeah. to. I was calling this the underdog bowl because it was Taylor Heineke, you know, and obviously Brock Purdy. <laughs> and the underdog That's bowl good. didn't even end as the underdog bowl because the the Niners ended Taylor Heineke's underdog run for now. He'll be back because he'll always be back. Right. I don't know where he'll right. emerge next, but he'll be back. But you know, you, you know, Ron Rivera had to make a decision. Heineke's throwing picks. You know, there's fumbles. He has pressure in the pocket. You even said that. Look, I don't think he's necessarily playing bad, but they just didn't have enough. And when you have a running game, when you have a running game or, or an offense like the Commanders, and you come up against a team like the Niners where you know you're just not going to run the football on us it, it's going to be a long day for you and it was for the Commanders even though they did they did have some
2: opportunities they had more success than I thought they would but that was the case on both sides of the ball I want to talk mm-hmm. about the two defenses on the other side because it wasn't the 49ers best day defensively right but I I was still pretty encouraged by what I saw and we can talk about that and and the Niners putting up 37 points mm-hmm. I want to get into that too because while that's very good there's also a couple of, of reasons for concern that we can talk about. We'll dive into that. 888-957-9570. That's the phone number. Get in here. If you're hanging out, if you're working on Christmas Eve, we're working Christmas Eve. Shout out to Cam hanging out here mm-hmm. with us. It's uh, Alan Styles. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're working Christmas Eve. If you're doing the same, hop on the phone. 888-957-9570. Would love to hear from you. If you're leaving the game, would love to hear from you. sounded like it was rocking out there at Levi Stadium today. So that's the phone line. That's also the Xfinity mobile text line. That's 888-957-9570. Let's talk about it. Niners win 37-20. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Styles. This is Overtime on 95.7 The Game.
4: Now,
2: back to overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Styles on 95.7 The Game. 49ers 37, Washington 20. Is a final score. I want to dive into what these defenses look like today and, and I guess by extension what the two offenses look like, but a couple of scores that affect the 49ers from around the NFL today. Let's dive into that just real quick because the... Eagles-Cowboys game has now gone final. So if you're DVRing that for whatever, turn it down for 20 right. seconds here. In 3, 2, one. <laughs> Okay, so Dallas holds on at home to beat Gardner Minshew in the Philadelphia Eagles 40-34. That was a wild game. High-scoring game. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So what that does is it keeps the 49ers' very slim hopes of getting the number one overall seed alive. Mm-hmm. It's very slim. The Eagles need to win one of their last two games, but they have the Saints next, and they get a division game against the Giants. Who knows what those two teams? But it just keeps it open just a little bit. The Niners would need to win out. They'd need the Eagles to lose out, and they'd also need the Vikings to lose one of their last two games. Right. So, like I said, it is a very, very slim chance, but it's still there. So you're saying there's a chance? I'm telling you there's a chance. I, I, had I wouldn't to have do thought. It. I didn't even want to do no, that. No, that's fine. But it's a, no, 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 no. It's a, you're you're obligated. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Obligated. There's so many, <laughs> there's so many like like movie lines, or I'm, I'm a big Hamilton fan, right? The the musical, mm-hmm. and anytime, and my family is too. And anytime we could be sitting around a table like playing cards at dinner, we could be out in public. Mm-hmm. If anything like from Hamilton, like like someone says a word that's in a song. We immediately, like, quote that It's go time. Thing. It's so lame. It's We're go time. Super my mom maybe
3: go to Hamilton. I, I'm not. She's big on the musicals. I'll go. Shout I'll, out to your mom. Yeah, if your I,
2: mom would like to go to a musical, I'll go.
3: There you go. I, I, I go once every every 10 that she goes to. That's that's okay. not a bad ratio.
2: It's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. If she goes, dude, come on. My, my little sister goes. It's fine. Oh, okay. She didn't? You know, okay. Not, All right. Well, she's not cruising by herself. No. Okay. Maybe okay. sometimes. Shout out to Mama Styles. Um the other game was the Giants and Vikings. The Vikings hold on to win again, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. I think that's
3: 11. I think I heard that was 11 one-possession wins this season.
2: That's outrageous. <laughs> they are so good in one-score games. Yeah. They are. Uh, they beat the Giants 27-24. The Giants scored late to tie that game up at 24. They get the two-point mm-hmm. conversion. And then Minnesota just goes down. They get a 61-yard field goal to win it. So the 49ers still in the number three seed. But, man, it feels like the Vikings want to lose one. Yeah. And the Niners, if they win out and the Vikings lose one of their last two, the, the 49ers will be the number two seed. But we will cross that bridge when we get to it. The 49ers take care of business at home today. And we were talking about trap games. And that's where I want to start with the Niners' defense today. Because it felt like, I mean, they only gave up 20 points. And Washington tried like hell, like you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. They tried like hell to run the football. Right. 33 carries today for 79 yards. It's not going to cut it. It's not. 2.4 yards per carry. Their longest carry of the day was, was a 10-yarder for Brian Robinson, who's super talented. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that stood out the most to me. And Washington is is good at running the football. Brian Robinson is a super talented rookie running back. Antonio Gibson, another talented guy, they just couldn't get it going. No, and the Niners' defense all day went. If you're gonna, if your quarterbacks are going to beat us, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to run it on us. It.
3: Yeah, it's it, and I don't even know if boom or bu- boom or bust is the right term, but you know. The Niners know they've seen this in the mirror. We're going to stack the box and make the make the quarterback beat you, and that's exactly what the Niners did. The Niners, I don't even know if they have to quote unquote stack the box. They're number one against the run for a reason. They got they got some dogs on the line, but what what Washington wanted to do is we're going to try to we're going to try to run the football and then we're going to beat you with the deep threat, right? We're going to beat you with the deep Mm -hmm. threat. We're going to go to McLaurin. We're going to Dotson, and Dotson did get going a little bit, but it was. Today we saw a version of the Niners bend don't break, which we haven't seen. They haven't, they haven't even bended lately. So this was the first time we saw a bend don't break version of the Niners. We were talking about Charvarius Ward goes out for a couple of plays. Oh look, Terry Disaster. McLaurin! Terry McLaurin shows up, who we we hadn't seen all game. Going back to the whole trap game aspect of the of this, everybody's been saying that next week, the New Year's game. Mm-hmm. Niners Raiders. That's the trap game because that's when the Raiders play really well when they have nothing on the line. That's when Derek <laughs> Carr gets it sure. going. And so many people have been talking about that game as a trap game. I think that we may have overlooked this game. And I think that this game had more trap game aspects because you had a hungry Washington team that didn't necessarily need this game to to stay yeah, in the hunt but- for the playoffs. but. They would have really liked it, totally. specifically going up against a team like the Niners that don't really, quote-unquote, need it. Yeah, you want the two-seed or whatever the case may be, but they don't need it like like Washington needed it. So this could have been a trap game. And I think defensively, uh, maybe they took their foot off the gas a little bit. But again, the only time we really saw McLaurin was against, you know, uh, Sammy Womack, Womack once once Traverius Ward was out. So I wouldn't even say that they took the foot off the gas. I just think that... This is, a, this is a defense that, oh, my goodness, they gave up more points than we expected. They gave up 20.
2: Are, are we going to panic now? No. You mentioned Washington needing it. With Seattle and Detroit losing today, mm-hmm. they stayed in the playoffs with with the loss. Right. So they're 7-7-1 now. They're still the number seven seed Washington is. And if the playoffs started today, the 49ers would still be hosting the New York Giants. I hate that phrase, though, so I'm not quite sure why I said it. <laughs> If the season ended today, yeah, well, it doesn't. So it doesn't. So what are we doing? <laughs> uh, let's get to Will and Joe. Before we get to those guys, though, we're getting dragged in the YouTube comments for the lighting. Yeah, well, there's one. There's, I forgot. I forgot we're supposed to turn lights on when we right, come in here. Right. I'm one of those people that Someone's I like the candlelight ambiance. studio. You know,
3: it's, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> we should think of the Christmas lights. We wanted to use the red. You know, the red
2: from the mic just set the mood. It's Christmas Eve. Dennis, I know it's Christmas Eve, but I didn't expect the fireplace lighting for the postgame. <laughs> and there's chestnuts roasting there over are. that open fire. Dennis. There are. There. We'll are. turn some lights on at the break. Maybe. Eh, no, we'll turn some lights on at the break. <laughs> I just love this. I love the ambiance of yeah. like a low light. Right. But I, I forget you. that we're supposed to be well lit for the camera. So we'll get you. that. Thank you, everybody, for for pointing it out. Let's get to Will in Berkeley. Oh, he was at the game. Will, what's going on, man? You're on overtime with Kyle and Allen. What's up? Hey, Will.
1: Um,
3: I was with my 10-year-old son. He was at his first, very first 49ers game. Oh, hell yeah. He was thrilled. It was a Christmas miracle. And, you know, we missed Christmas math, but, you know, this was all worth it. I, From what I can see, the eye test of seeing this team, this is like the team from, de- de- uh, you know, 49er defense's past. Hmm. You know, they look so confident. They look so ready to play against this team. You know, seven games up, and they feel like they just look really seamless. So I feel like, you know, Brock Purdy is with the right system. Um, Kyle is in his bag right now, and so I'm really, really proud of these guys. And I'm, I'm so thankful for, you know, bringing my son. I'm about to cry. So, oh, guys, I appreciate you.
2: I love that. Thanks, Will. You know what's cool about that with, with Will taking his son to the game? The first game I went to, I was eight years old. And I still remember, like, details from it. Mm. And Will's son is someday going to go back and go, you know what? I remember my first game. I'm right. going to go look it up. And he's going to research it. And he's going to go through. And he's going to remember all these little things about it. Because he's at 10, right? Yeah.
3: 10's a good age. You yes. you, you remember that type of stuff at 10 yep, for sure. No doubt. So for shout sure. out to
2: Will. Shout out to his son. And uh, shout out to the Niners. Getting mm-hmm. them a win. He said something there. And we'll get to Joe in a second. He said something there about that Niners defense, though, that, that I think matters here. Mm-hmm. Because they gave up today. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like like Washington was getting whatever they wanted offensively. They scored 20 points. They turned it over a couple times. But those turnovers were, were the big thing. It's with this Niners defense, it's not, it's Washington had 21 first downs today. They were 7 of 13 on third down. They were 2 for 3 in the red zone. And they went for 5.1 yards per play, which is not awesome. No. But this Niners defense, they're gonna give you, you're going they're gonna give you some plays, mm-hmm. but they're gonna make you be perfect all the way down the field. We saw Washington have a, was it a twelve play drive that
3: took uh, was it eleven more than
2: that took more than ten minutes off the clock. There was, yes, yeah, seventeen plays, seventy nine yards. It took. 10 minutes and 48 seconds off the clock, and they didn't score. And when they scored late in the game when Carson Wentz was on the field, the Mm -hmm. game was already in hand, and you could see the Niners just like, yeah, you want to take those short throws over the middle? We're going to rally to the football, and you're going to get the ball in nine minutes left, and you're going to score, but you're going to take minutes off the clock to do it.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And when it got tight late, the Niners get a touchdown. They go ahead, and you get turnovers on consecutive possessions right it's that that opportunistic defense that ben don't break that you talked about
3: yeah and i think what we did see from the niners and and it it really depends because i ask you too when we see some of these catches being made by the commanders was this scheme did somebody get toasted and we had two tvs going and luckily one was behind the other <laughs> so we're kind of getting a replay on every on every down but some of those plays where all right the, the Heineke's getting these mid-level throws off. We're sitting there and maybe he's getting a first down here or a first down there, but th- those are, you know, th- those are small potatoes. That's not, that's not ultimately going to be enough to beat this Niner team. And throughout those, throughout those different drives, they cashed in on some one was because of that pick from, you know, that, that uh, Brock Purdy through, but Juwan Jennings, it, it tipped off his hand and literally tough. just landed in, in the defenders bread basket. So, There've been sit there were situations like that they end up scoring on that drive, but besides that, you're not going to get. If anything, I guess you got to worry about getting beat over the top. But the Niners have already played a team like that in the Dolphins, so I don't even know what type of offense that this Niners this Niners team should worry about. I think if anything, sure. If your starting corner goes down, like Charvarius Ward, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to be in trouble. Yeah, they're very thin. But I guess name me a team where you're not going. Maybe you won't be in as much trouble as the Niners, but you're not going to be in a great spot. So I just think that if you're looking at the DBs, last year just a complete 180 from last year where they were really the crutch of this defense the Niners I'm just thinking now Kyle as we move closer to the playoffs what's the type of offense that we've seen that can really affect this affect this defense it's Mariota going back to Oregon right in a game where they didn't have anybody when they mm-hmm. lost to the Falcons yeah. which we can throw that out the window sure. and number 2 the Chiefs
2: right and Patrick Mahomes so right. besides that what what else do you think is gonna really really scares I'd be, you? I'd be well well Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Okay. Because they have that they have the the mobile quarterback with that deep shot ability. Jalen that's Hurts is very good throwing the deep ball. Yeah. But that's I mean, gazebo brought it up in the in the YouTube chat. There's that speed to the edge and forcing the Niners to get downhill mm-hmm. and then beating them over the top. I would be fascinated to see them play the Chiefs again and see how that goes. Somebody else asked how many rushing yards the Commanders had. Uh, 79 they had on their 33 carries. And then the other thing that came up was the Niners' offense against this Washington defense. Mm It was third in the league in yards and ninth in points. This is a really good defense. The Niners went one for five in the red zone. They were not very good on third down. They're four of 11 on third down, which is But... They figured out a way to just keep putting up points. They got explosive plays. Right. They averaged seven point one yards per play. And when, when you can create those explosives through the air, mm-hmm. it just make it makes it less of a big deal when you miss a throw or take a sack or aren't super efficient running the ball, which which they they weren't today. Right. The Ray Ray McCloud seventy one yard touchdown run kind of skews their their rushing totals, but, I mean. If you're not having to run a ton of plays on offense, and you're just getting explosives and getting 34-yard touchdowns to George Kittle and capitalizing on turnovers, Mm -hmm. that's what this team's built on.
3: And that's what it's been built on. That's what it's been built on before Brock Purdy with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what it's always been built on. Look, if, if the Niners do get into a situation where the other team is up 10, more than 10 points, and Brock has to spin that thing all over the yard, they're They might be in trouble, but we don't know when that's going to happen because we haven't seen it. This Niner defense has – that this team hasn't been in this position. There has been a little bit of adversity, and, yeah, I'm worried about that game coming in the playoffs. But at this point, you can't simulate anything. You can't you can't try to simulate, you know. I was on with Damon for Damon and Rado yesterday, and we talked about, well, maybe we can just maybe Kyle Shanahan just enters a two minute drill, even if it's not two minutes, just to try sure. to get him some type of work. This was the closest we've seen. And again, the nine it, it still felt comfortable. You know, on the YouTube chat, they're saying as well, this looks like the the Niners shakiest game throughout this run. And they were still in and control still the whole time.
2: It. Yeah. The whole time. Point. It's a really good point. Let's get to Joe in San Jose. He wants to hop in and talk Niners. Joe, Niners 37, Commanders 20. Your thoughts? Oh, guys, thanks. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you, Joe. What's up? Uh, thank you for taking my call.
1: I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, it's going to come down to Philadelphia and um, um, Buffalo going to the playoff. But my question is um, – how do you guys rate um, Kyle Shanahan this year? Is he doing a good job, or do you think they need a coach change? Thank you for taking my call.
2: Thanks, Joe. No, Kyle Shanahan's done an awesome job. Mm-hmm. This is his best coaching job by far.
3: And early and early on this season, I, I wouldn't call myself a hater, but I was not giving Kyle Shanahan any flowers. I was ready. No, to, they started three and four. I was pulling the I was pulling the genius title. I, I'm thinking this guy. You know, I, I really don't like how he approaches these things, but ultimately he is who he is. And look, they have a model. They stick to the model. In Kyle Shanahan's model, these are things that are going to happen. Players mm-hmm. are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But we have a model where we know players are going to get hurt, so we're able to overcome that. Right. Now, not not the. it's a pretty unique model, but he's been able to do these things Throughout the course of his tenure here with the Niners, and now you have a situation where you're down to your third quarterback, and at this point, nobody's blinking an eye. We haven't even really talked about Brock Purdy yet because we're, we're getting used. Which is used crazy. To, we're getting used to it. Right. <laughs> we're getting used to it. I mean, not a great game, but again, this this looks like I, I I have to look I have to look and double check, but this seems like the most yards he might have thrown for yeah, since he since he started. I mean, so it, it's it's hard to have anything negative say. About about Kyle Shanahan right now, admin honor is saying Kyle is the luckiest guy on the planet to have Purdy. I, he I don't know. If, I, him. I don't know if you want to say lucky when he was the last pick in the draft. Everybody had multiple chances to get him, and this is what this is what we said. I understand that part of it. I also will say, to be fair, sometimes people get the draft wrong. Right. Shout out Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen, but you do have to give Purdy some flowers because. We now know that even in a non-QB-dependent offense, there are plenty of QBs in this league that wouldn't look like this. Yeah. So, And I'm the king of, you know, two things can be true. Uh-huh. And I do think that, yeah, he's in a great situation, Brock Purdy is, but I also think that Kosh Anahan, to, to Admin's point, is also in a pretty good situation because Brock Purdy's is better than what Kosh Anahan thought and what all the other teams that didn't draft him thought. Yeah. That, that, that's just what it is.
2: Yeah, and the question with Purdy and how good he is, mm-hmm. we've talked about this time and time again. You you were sick of the word ceiling. Well, I'm going to use the word floor. Right. With this offense or with this defense, it's how low is your offensive floor? Mm-hmm. And Brock Purdy again. I mean, you said it. He wasn't spectacular, but man, his ability that, that throwaway he had where he did the spin around and then hit the little hezzy and then the, 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 reverse, and yeah, then the, the spin again to spin, throw it away. It's the like the, spin, that, that, the, that neutral play. Mm-hmm. It was third and 17. They ended up not getting the first down anyways. But or that was second and 17. Mm-hmm. But that ability to take a a what could be a massively negative play and just make it neutral. Yeah. Because imagine if that's second and four and you avoid a 12-yard loss. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now you have third and four. That's super manageable. And that's the kind of little stuff where it's like, is he ever gonna have a huge arm? No. Is he ever gonna be Lamar Jackson on the ground? Obviously not. No. Is is he ever gonna be in the MVP conversation? Is he even gonna be starter next year? I don't know. But this year, and the reason that like you said, we it's they have Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback mm-hmm. and they won and it wasn't even our opening thing. Right. He goes fifteen of twenty two, two hundred and thirty four yards a career high for a game. You were right. Two touchdowns, a pick, ten point six yards per attempt. Thanks to the the couple thirty four yarders and the fifty four yarder. Yep. Like it's just efficient, and this offense is super efficient. Now, are there still boxes we need to check? What's he look like in the playoffs? What's he look like when they're down two scores? Sure, absolutely. But for right now, it looks like his floor is still a winnable game for San Francisco.
3: I don't that's know. Huge. I don't know if there are any more check boxes or boxes we can check. Before the playoffs, right? I mean, what else? What else is there? I guess, uh, unless, okay, like I said earlier, they're down 10. What do they do? Right? They're down 15. But we have no clue if they're going to be in that situation. And based on what we've seen, specifically from this defense and who they have left to play, they're probably not going to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. They have the Raiders. And they have the Cardinals,
2: who might so, be starting Trace McSorley at quarterback. You, shout out Trace, man! <laughs> shout that out guy? Trace! That,
3: I, that's that's Trace my guy. guy. That's my guy. Are you going so, to Penn State. Yeah, that's my guy. I don't know why he's my guy. He's hanging around. So I just shout out to Pennsylvania <laughs> College. Right? You know, I just yeah, shout out. I just I don't know that there there's anything else that Brock Purdy is going to have the opportunity to prove to us before the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean i i could I could see a scenario next week where the Raiders go up like. 10 or 14, nothing. And then it's like, what do you got here? But this Washington defense, that's where this started. Mm-hmm. I, I I, wrote about this. I, I, I write it aside, NinersWire.com. And I wrote about this before the game. Like, this is going to be an interesting challenge for Brock Purdy because Washington can get pressure up the middle. And the Niners interior offensive line is not awesome. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, great. And we saw it a couple of times where those guys got through, and I thought he did a really good job against it
3: today. Right. A couple holding calls from the yeah. Niners to, to yeah. that point. I believe Banks had one. So they're, yeah. they're def- definitely – they they were tested today, and they passed yeah. the test. All you can yeah. do – so right now he's he's come into a
2: game. They're the right? best defense they're going to face. This was the best defense they're going to face. Until playoffs. Until the postseason. Mm-hmm. And it's not particularly close. And maybe even if they get to the divisional round, maybe not even until the divisional round. Right. And even then, if they play Minnesota, Minnesota's defense stinks. So then you're talking NFC Championship if they get that far. Minnesota is shootout central. Yeah, you know, they- which again, that's another like that's that would be fascinating to see. Exactly. If they get in a shootout on the road, but again, these are all hypotheticals that are like playoff hypotheticals, mm-hmm. and that's that's a that's a crazy spot for for the 49ers to be, especially with Brock Purdy. Somebody asked, I mentioned. Uh, uh, the big arm and, and running like lamar jackson and how he was never gonna be those things and they said well you don't need it I agree and that's what that's what when I talk about the ceiling with Brock Purdy it's as the as the team with as the 49ers franchise mm-hmm. can he get them to that level where it's like yeah they can win a Super Bowl and from that standpoint he's playing really well right now I think there's this I think sometimes we look at quarterbacks as individuals and go, well he's not as talented as Patrick Mahomes ergo he's not good mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if that's your bar, then, yeah, he's going to fall way short. Well, and all, then all the quarterbacks besides Patrick Holmes <laughs> exactly. are terrible. Exactly. What are we doing? So that's a, I just wanted to make it clear. That's yeah. not the bar that I'm mean. the bar is this offense. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many little things he does where it's like, man, that is just something they they just haven't had under Shanahan.
3: No. No, he's a, – he's a, a souped-up Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what I think he is. You know? Yeah. fast yeah, the more, furious. Well, and furious.
2: Remember, and remember when Garoppolo came in in 2017? He was moving like this. Exactly. Getting outside the pocket, and then he got hurt, and I think that ACL injury really affected him. But, yeah, there's just... I'm, I've run out of reasons to be like, mm, because I don't have a reason now. Right. Like, if Purdy falls off a cliff, I don't have, like, a thing that I'm like, well, when this happens, I don't know how he's going to respond. Mm-hmm. If he falls off a cliff, he falls off a cliff. I just don't have a reason to. to It's just like, yeah, man, they're the Niners. Like, like that, they, they seem to be on a collision course to playing the Eagles in the NFC title game right now.
3: Right. But look, whenever we do that, or whenever we see, oh, this is a, this is this this could be a a Super Bowl preview or whatever it is. How many times is that actually the preview? Not a lot. I will <laughs> say this on yeah, good point. I will say this on Brock Purdy. There was a quick stint where we know he's a bit undersized, relatively speaking, for a quarterback, and the ball was getting tipped a lot. And Chase Young, who, you know, first game back, he was hot to trot today. A couple balls were tipped that could have ended up in the, in disasters, could have ended up in interceptions. Yes. They didn't, but that is something to keep an eye on. Now,
2: I, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Let's put a pin in that because I want to get to that on the other side. There was something super encouraging about Brock Purdy today that makes me even more confident in him moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that on the other side, 888-957-9570. That's the number. Jacqueline and San Mateo, I see you. We will get to you first thing on the other side, 888-957-9570 is the number. You can text that to the Xfinity mobile text line. You can give us a call. And of course, check us out on YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com slash 957 the game. twitch.tv slash 957 the game. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Stiles. We'll be back on the other side.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.